Hey, everybody. Welcome hey, back. Rick. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of More to the Story. I am Farron Moore. And um, to hear more is still on these streets being great. And We're proud of you. <laughs> We're proud of you, friend. You was important. You was smart. No. Um... This is Dominique <laughs> Lovings. I smoked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I that was how- a that was a high ass moment. I didn't know whether or not I wanted to lead with co-hosting today or just lead with your name. And so my brain completely melted. This is a very St. so Louis co-hosting <laughs> with me today. Hey is Dominique Lovings. Thank you so much for being here again. I met. I just realized I matched the arch. Oh, you I matched. Did. I matched the arch. I normally have it red. Shout out to Kiwan. It hasn't been red in a while. Uh, but yeah, shout out to Kiwan. Yeah, like I, I was like, oh, he don't realize it, but we friends now. Every time friends. I go to St. Louis, I'm gonna text him, "Hey, in town, what you up to?" <laughs> right. Somebody he just hit me up asking so me, "Did I know him?" Cool. He is. He was so cool and really funny. Yeah. So yeah, so, like outrageously funny uh, yes the timing yeah i was like you know what you might you might need to hit a stage hey you know you've missed your calling you might friend. have um yes what were we talking about oh yes <laughs> i'm back i got it i got it um y'all we are a little yes a little late talking about this because i'm sure whoever is in trouble is in is in trouble now but that whole story about the cops who was doing all the sex in tennessee um can you enlighten me about this story i I saw it but i really didn't because i was like oh shocking (laughs) so right but it's this one um female cop megan hall and it's like five male cops Mm -hmm. um Licky Coco, that I, I think I made that name up. Or no, I'm just pronouncing it wrong. Um, who was it? I just had the damn names. Chief Burrell, not him. Oh, here it is. Um, Sergeant Lewis Powell, Sergeant Henry Ty McGowan, Detective Seneca Shields, and Officer Juan Lugo Perez. And there's a couple more. Oh it's yeah, mo- uh, uh, officers Larry Holiday, Patrick Maglicky, Maglicky, Magliocco. Yeah, I it says loco Magliocco because it's L O C C O. We know that's loco. No, L O C O is loco. That but it's two C's. It's still loco. No, it's not. That's Italian AF. It is Italian, but the first part t- makes it Italian. You know, Spanish and um, Italian are like literally like Magliaco. they don't have to learn. Yeah, they don't have to learn Magliaco. the language because they're so similar. And Gavin Sher- Sherbel. Sherbel. Yeah, Sherbert. Sherbel. Sherbert. That's not a T, friend. Oh, I, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I can't read. We are butchering names right now. Just but anyway. They're shitty people. These... Should we really know their names? No. We're making people stars. I don't feel like they're shitty people. Okay, what so makes you tell, them shitty? You tell me what happened and why I'm supposed to be team. Okay, this Megan. <laughs> so she was basically having sex with a lot of her coworkers. Oh, okay. 
But like, was it like orgy sex or like I'm fucking you today and I'm gonna fuck you probably in about a couple hours? It was possibly all of that. Like, okay. they linked up at some like Memorial Day party, um, hot tub party. Mm. Um, and then just she just started carrying on sexual relationships, you know, like she had had group sex with with a few of them. One of them, she had even fucked him and his wife. Oh, wow. Like she's just. Oh, she's a she's she's, a, she's fun and she's fun she's, she's kind of like a um she played with her gun once with one of the partners she unloaded it okay she unloaded it and dry fired it by her head as an addict people do that there's gun play there's knife play there's these things um I just think they were worried about it getting super messy at the job or maybe there's something I don't know about cops contracts and stuff are they not supposed they're not to supposed be to involved like that. huh i don't think they're supposed to fraternize or really like okay. engage like that okay so that must be because i'm like i don't where's the problem like there was no fight started at the department who told who somebody had to who, tell who? Did because, somebody want like a, a round two and then she didn't give them a round two and they talk? Because that's what I wanted. Because like, when, even when I worked Or at, maybe, it, I don't know. I hope it wasn't some woman hating it. Oh, all of them but fucking you know, this little white girl. Too. Like yeah. they know you, you not doing, I'm going to tell because everybody. most of the guys were black. I love how they have a, a very good picture of her, but no picture of these niggas. But um, I saw pictures of them. Like, because like the, the, it too. was like an eclectic group of people. Yeah. But, um... I I will say this. I know even from my days working like at Nordstrom or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like they were really big on us not fraternizing with each other outside of work. Mm-hmm. Um, because things could happen, things could come back to the job, things have gotten, you know, can get messy. And I know several different groups of people that have had weird, wild things happening outside of work, mm-hmm. you know, and they've all lost their jobs like mm-hmm. they do not play that like um something happened one time in st louis where a whole bunch of people lost their jobs out here before i got here they had just fired a big group of people because mm-hmm. somebody went somewhere and got into a bar fight and the people were like trying to like break it up they mm-hmm. lost their jobs too wow and we was wild because i remember i had a co-worker that flipped whipped cream on my titties and he licked it off i don't work there no more so I can say this loudly. Was and this consensual? It was hell. That motherfucker was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we were frightened outside of work. But but he did that. We was at work. We were on clock. I said, yeah, let this let, let this. Yeah, you know, like it was great. And it threw me off. Cause like, and it was, I'm sorry, and to be clear, my whole boob was not out. It was my cleavage. Mm-hmm. And it threw me off. And I was like, well, shit, we here. <laughs> but I, somebody Point told no because clearly nobody in our circle said anything or we never even us going out we would have drunk wild nights mm-hmm. and we never brought that shit back to work somebody told yeah somebody exactly. somebody was either bragging I about feel the like, situation I feel like someone I feel like someone told I can't wait to get like more yeah of um of that information because I feel like somebody was just a hating ass yeah. but also I feel like Megan has um, missed her calling. Fuck this whole serve and protect shit. 
Go sex industry, sis. Uh, yeah, I'm like, girl, you can start an OnlyFans because we all an know only, about this. If she sounds like she got, she possibly could be a good, a good dom or something. Like she, yeah. she has or a professional sub. Like she, it's something else out there that yeah. she could be doing, be um and getting getting paid, making bank to do. So I'm on her side. I yeah. do not. Maybe she shouldn't have, that's a lot of people for one job. So I can understand, like, if something got yeah. messy or somebody got jealous yeah. or blah, 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 like, it blew, one wrong turn blows up everybody's yep. shit. And it sounds like that's what happened. And I but, wonder, okay, so was, was anybody, like, kind of, I wonder if, like, somebody was kind of, like, high ranking, was she reported to them? And maybe somebody else, like, heard about, like, you know, like, Locker, here we back at the locker room, mm -hmm. the locker room talking. So somebody could have said something and maybe they could have been up for something. Maybe she got promoted, you know, like could have mm -hmm. potentially gotten a role or promotion mm -hmm. over somebody else because of this situation. Because, mm -hmm. you know, think, think about this. Like, even if she never said anything, how much power she was holding in the palms of her hand Jesus. or in her pussy pocket, because... <laughs> Especially if, if a promotion is coming up, I will tell everybody that I did X, Y, Z. You better promote me. <laughs> Think about it. Mm. But it didn't seem, I don't know. I, it I'm did just, not seem like it was it was that deep. It was just like it was some people just having fun. Now, one of the things that they did, now, this I don't agree with. I understand why you would want to, but it's just certain lines you got to stop yourself from crossing. Mm -hmm. They was fucking at the police station. <laughs> they was fucking at the police station. Who are me to judge in my retail days? <laughs> Not a, listen. I'm telling you, I, really? it, it would be a show. See, I've never had sex I, I, at oh, work. Oh, 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 I masturbated at work. I had never. sex at school. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. I, no. In high school, I had sex I, at school. I yeah. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. She don't know what the fuck I, she wants to say right I'm, now. But, you know, we're grown, so you work with people and, yeah, you spend a lot of time with them. So have things happen on my lunch break outside of work? Yes. Mm -hmm. But the most that has happened is the, the looking of the cleavage. And then I, when I worked somewhere else, this co-worker, like, kind of picked me up and kissed me. Mm -hmm. But that was it. I was in like fucking fucking on a, like mm -hmm. at least not on in in the facility. I think that is a little extreme. Right? But me, who are me to but judge? Then I can see why it would turn you on. Think about having sex in like the evidence room or something. Like uh, work, <laughs> work, work affairs, work relationships are always really interesting. They are, and it could get. And I remember one time, y'all, I messed with this dude because I literally was bored. Like. It would I it's I don't know men or women if y'all ever had a situation I'm bored so yeah I guess I'll have sex you know talk with you and have sex and <laughs> I was like why do I keep doing this it's good practice I don't know like I felt like I it was in the stuff. I was like this is really like I'm really bored and I was mad because like that wasn't the person that I really wanted to mess with <laughs> but I was trying to wear the other person down by the time I wore the other person down I really couldn't do it because then I was going to be a little thought pocket on the flow and I was like all <laughs> oh, y'all not about to say y'all had sex with me so it's just going to be a fantasy in your mind mm. man yeah. I don't know well world I think 
I think I also kind of um, relate to her because when I worked for worked at a fire department and I was administrative, I wasn't even out there with them. I ended up fucking like three of them in a year and a half, two years I were, worked there. But were you fucking them at the the firehouse? Oh, okay. Make it four and yes. <laughs> Yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> so who are you to judge? I'm not judging. That's fine. She's like, I don't really agree with it. No, nah, bitch, it was because at the police station, like, was it like you a bunk bed? Yeah, not a bunk bed. Like okay. they had their own like little cubby areas. Okay, and so like you couldn't be too loud, but I wasn't allowed sexer then. <laughs> sexer. <laughs> I wasn't allowed sexer then, so it was fine. Okay. Like, I tried that shit now. Are you I'm waking up now? everybody. Absolutely. Do, do you think the kid, well, yeah, like, y'all, how y'all said, she, she has not. to hear us because just on a regular basis, I will come downstairs and I can hear her TV through her door before I even get off the that bottom landing. <laughs> Maybe that's why, why her, her TV so loud. Maybe like that's she, why. She didn't know what to expect from. That's, so yes, yes, that's probably why her TV lost. Like, like I ain't playing with. Like, I don't. I don't want to hear it. none of the pumps and the pumps and the bumps. Um, yeah, so. but shit. <laughs> yeah, it was for. I've never like, I... actually thought about all of them at the same time, but it was legit for. And yes, at the firehouse. So I'm just saying with the firehouse situation, like it's removed from the headquarters. And there are beds and like some level, like they sleep there. They live right. there for for a while. So it's like some level of like personal, you know, yeah, about I it mean, and privacy yeah, about it. Was it a twin bed? Kind Probably. of like maybe like and Probably. when I said like an extra long twin bed, like like in college. Because I mean, technically the bed ain't made for fucking, but I mean, you did what it had to do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of if I've ever had sex like at the job, like or somebody's job, and mm -hmm. I'm thinking about my journey of sexism. And <laughs> Your career as a my, sexer? Yeah, my career as a sexer. And I mean, I guess technically, yeah, because at, uh, what's his face? Uh, I can say it. I've said his name before. Well, whatever. At the warehouse. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but it's his business and nobody be there. So, yeah, we've done it in his office. Oh, okay. Uh, we still, okay, so yeah, I'll be having. Oh, were you like naughty secretary or like did y'all play do role play? No, it's. Or was just like, no, awesome. we just... what's that? Two can play this game. I stopped by for a quickie. In oh, your yeah. Uh, we've had quickies. And there was one time because like each. Room has to have like you have to have like the key, the fob to mm -hmm. it's like a whole yeah thing. And I remember him saying that like his nephew's like, Oh, my nephew might be here soon. And I was like, But your door closed. Like, mm -hmm. he's like, You don't understand these niggas. And sure enough, the nephew comes, and I don't know if it's like, but he goes straight there mm -hmm. and he was like, Hey, don't come over here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, ah! <laughs> oh, so wait, he could, he was, he, oh, could unlock the door? His mm -hmm. father worked on the door. Yeah, oh. his father was going to do it. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm like, you what? need a sign that says, 
busy. Um, I've said what I said. I'm on Megan's side. It's not. I don't think Meg is a terrible. I think she's a very fun girl. (laughs) I just feel like somebody hated on her. And hey, there is a space for you in the OnlyFans sex worker, be a sexer. And have a good time and make your money, honey. You won't make that much money as a cop no damn way. Because <laughs> now people are intrigued. Like, think about it. Like, people, yeah. we, we want to see what you're working with. What, you're working, <laughs> what can you do? What can you teach us? Right. I mean, <laughs> shit, if nothing else, bitch, well, sexual Megan freedom. has a big forehead, though. <laughs> so make sure you cover that. Uh, Look, whenever you don't, decide, don't don't body shame Megan. She out here I'm not pulling, body shaming. She out here pulling mad niggas. Hey, she is. <laughs> She's pulling more niggas than me. You so, leave Megan alone, okay? You, I'm just saying. And also, as a fellow big foreheader, um, girl, I have a big forehead. Like I can, we, I can say that, but that's just it's like it kind of stick out a little bit. You ain't shit. All right, I know. <laughs> so, um. Thinking of what is a, ooh, have you ever had a a girls gone wild moment? When you say girls gone wild. (laughs) You being the girl that went wild at a party type situation. Sexually or just anyway? Just in any way. Well, no, you know what girls gone wild is so sexually. I've never... No, I haven't. No, you've never done the whole flashing or. I'm really thinking about my life, y'all. Like, I'm really, <laughs> I'm 35. I'll be 36 in a couple weeks. So I'm really trying to think about different experiences, different moments. Okay, so when I got roofied, mm-hmm. uh, but so. Oh, does that count? No, no, no. But <laughs> but it's still, I mean, I kind of was wild. But I took my drawers off in the gas station and raised, like, my dress up. It, and the only reason why I remember is because if it was parts of it as I was drugged that felt like a weird, like, vivid dream. I don't know if anybody has had, like, a, an intense dream and you woke up and you, like, feel exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, trying to piece together. And then there were things that were on me or... And as and I was like, oh my god, this was real life. This wasn't a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the most. So somebody saw at that time I wasn't bald down there. Somebody saw my hairy cootie cat <laughs> at the gas station on West Lorson and Chambers. Oh my god! Speaking of pubic hair, I am taking um biotin. Oh, uh, that's not fun to take when you get Brazilians, girl. It's not. When I tell you my body hair is out of fucking control yeah. right now, I looked in a mirror. Like, I have gone through laser treatments. There's no reason why I should be this hairy. I'm and when I tell you it is out of control yep. right now, oh, I, gotta go out. I reject it. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because I used to, I, when I first dyed my hair blonde, mm-hmm. uh, I was taking a uh, supplement that this lady uh, recommended to me called Phytofenir. So it was kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. And I was 
first, I, I really, I had started getting waxes because of the, the guy I was dating at the time. And, you know, he was like, oh, I'll just pay for them. Bitch, I was going to get waxes like every couple weeks. And I'm a person that can last. Um, I probably can get waxed every probably four to five weeks. Mm -hmm. Like my hair really is just like, now there's something there where it can, like they, they have hair. Right. But baby, it, it was <laughs> it was coming in full throttle. You said by 10, I said Yo, she having um, it's it's terrible. Yes, I've done the laser hair removal on my pits and um my coochie. And the shit is out of fucking control right now. And I was sitting there like, this is too much for me to shave <laughs> at this point. It is. It be right. I, I swear it happened in the blink of an eye. One minute it wasn't there, and the next minute it was like, I need to start buying a larger size underwear. Like, this not oh. going to fit in my. <laughs> <clears throat> Serious up. So, um, <laughs> what was. Oh, speaking of the people, the, the guys that I dated at the fire department let me tell you how i learned how i got wingmaned a little bit and how i learned to start doing this i picked up on it learned to start doing it with other people okay so i don't know why i'm nervous <laughs> so one of the um guys i uh, messed around with from the fire department he uh like, I kept hitting on him. I knew he had a girlfriend. I had a boyfriend at the time. I didn't care. He's <laughs> like, might as well. <laughs> and so I kept hitting on him. And then just so happened, we were like the two youngest people at the fire department. So the chief put us on a project together. And okay. I was like, here's my end. Right? Okay. So, um, you know, he realizes it and stuff. And so he invites me out. Okay. Uh. And so we meet at this at this uh, bar slash club because he grew up even more um, even around even more white people than I did. So this place that he took me to, I didn't even know existed. And I was from there. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Where do you take you? Fast Eddie's? I don't even know what that is. OK. <laughs> but yeah so it was just a totally different different crowd mm -hmm. um but anyway so while we're there a female friend of his comes right okay. Okay. and you know basically I realized that that was his way of saying like this is just a friend to hang out I don't want more but I'm like I don't care because of me either but he doesn't exactly say it i just oh, realized okay, the okay. role she was playing uh -huh. in it so in actually i um me and her knew of each other we went to she was a couple years ahead of me but we went to high school together okay okay so we're you know chatting it up or whatever the three of us we taking shots blah 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 and then it's like he kind of gives her the the okay to you know um Cause I wasn't trying to come on. I wasn't coming on strong. I wasn't planning on it, whether she was there or not. I already got you. So <laughs> we're here, sir. So I'm good. So, um, she leaves and me and him ended up, um, uh, messing around that night, but in the, just throughout the whole night, I just really noticed in the moment exactly why she was there, who she, who she, 
what role she was playing yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And so the next time I went out on a date with somebody, I always had like a a, a wingman with me. Sometimes it was his ass. Oh, like, hell. yo, I'm going out with this guy. Can you come and just kind of, because I don't want him to think. Right. It's a, it's a whole lot. So I took a page from his book and he helped him to do it. It's, so, it's funny how that even works, like kind of like role reversal thing. And mm -hmm. I was talking about this yesterday when it comes to just women in general mm -hmm. dating and kind of taking the page out of, so many pages out of men's books now. Because mm -hmm. like, you know how like sometimes we date and it's like, we want to put all our eggs in one basket and this nigga, we got, he got an egg in every basket. He's like, <laughs> right. he got 12 holes. Like, <laughs> Like, and it's funny because we were talking about uh, the idea of a, a dating bracket. Mm -hmm. And this came up because of a podcast I was listening to. And I remember making the comments. Like, I thought everybody had, like, this dating bracket. Mm -hmm. And I was always like, may the best man win. <laughs> and my homeboy was like, a, do you know how many people you have? I said, no, it ain't got to be, like, a sweet 16 or anything. It's right. just like, yo, here's a couple of people. This person's kind of going up against this person. You got this over here, and then it's, and then they lose, and then it's these two, <laughs> and then we got the finals, you know? Like, yeah. I don't... You know, but it's just, it's just, oh, man. <laughs> Dating. It is ghetto out here in these streets. Have like, you not for done... me. You said not for you. Well, and I wait. What I mean, not for me, is that I am not dating in these streets. Like, cause mm. and I and I have friends that are currently dating, and mm -hmm. the horror stories that I hear, yeah. I'm like, this is not for the faint of heart. My yeah. God, I've heard. Yeah, I've I've heard some shit, especially um, for women out here. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a little bit sad. And this one chick, um, I met me and her got really cool. Um, but I'm met her and she like her standards mm -hmm. for um dating had I mean were so in my opinion low. Oh um and I'm sitting there and the guys that you know she would swipe right to that's the right way right okay I, I, swipe right you to don't do that. <laughs> um I would be sitting there like I mean, I feel like you can do better. I feel like you can do better. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, at this point, like, I'm not wearing it. But then in that same token, because she felt like she couldn't do better, she stopped even doing Anything. presenting better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, oh, I'm not wearing makeup on this date because, but her reasoning is like, I don't care if you don't wear makeup, but it's like the the caliber of, of men, um, I'm finding they're bald and overweight and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, then. <sighs> it's okay. So, it, or I'm not, uh, I'm done with heels. I threw all my heels away. And she like had these busted up Converse that she wore all the time. Um, and it's like, so you're not even like trying putting forth you any effort you and you're okay. Not receiving any effort. Like, why you, are we even trying? You Why are, are we trying? People don't understand the laws of attraction. And mm -hmm. the laws of attraction are really just that simple where mm -hmm. it's like you are what you attract. It's kind of similar to what they say you are what you eat, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, when it comes to dating and if there's something in particular that you know and you want, stand firm in that and know that you can get it. Like I don't have these, this crazy chaotic list of standards that I, I want 
sometimes we understand the idea of having to compromise or bend a little bit because this person might have everything that you want. Maybe you don't like bald heads, but this man has a bald head. Are you really willing to let this person go because mm -hmm. he has a bald head? So like, But no, she didn't mean bald like that. She meant like going bald. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. But I'm just saying yeah. like in general. So I'm, you know, I'm obsessed with married at first sight. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm actually going to say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is hilarious. Well, OK, so the concept of it is that you literally get married at first sight. So you go through this rigorous, rigorous like process if they pick you, all this stuff. So it's based kind of like off of science or whatever and things that they say and based on like whatever their process is, that's how they will match you with somebody. You don't meet this person until you go to the altar. Mm -hmm. And so one of the girls, she... And this has come up in two seasons where a woman might not care for somebody that has a, a bald head. Mm -hmm. And they have paired somebody with someone that has a bald head. This girl in particular is a black woman. She also has never really, I don't think she's really ever dated black men because mm -hmm. she was saying that she had found, like, had a hard time dating black men that she found attractive. So, which leads me to believe she was probably dating ambiguous-looking black men. Mm. Um. So, but they pair her with this black guy who has, he's, has a beard um, and he bald. Mm -hmm. So you can instantly see like as she makes it down and that like, she's trying to keep it, but she's so uninterested. Really? But it's supposed to be matching people with, like I said, based off of their equations with people that will fit them best. Right. And you get married and the only way out is through divorce. There's no annulment. It's really? like a six, I think it's like a six or eight week experiment. Mm -hmm. And y'all can either stay together or you can get divorced at the end of it. Wow, so you just, I'm over here. So you just got a whole ass divorce on your record because yeah, you because, wanted yeah. to be married so bad that you were like, I'm going to let somebody just... Because these people feel wow. like, clearly, I am doing something wrong. So whatever I'm doing, let me remove myself from the equation. This is my personality. These are the things that I like. This is what I don't like. I'm going to leave it to these experts to pair me with somebody who could potentially be my lifelong partner. They have people that are still together, like, from different seasons mm -hmm. that have had... Like, it was one girl, she basically, after it was like, she cried, like, because this guy was not what she was used to, what she was normally attracted to. She has, like, three kids by this guy now. Really? So, there's, so it, you have to go into it with an open heart and open mind. But I think that's how dating, kind of to a certain degree, should be looked at. Mm -hmm. We all know that we have certain traits or certain things that we like about men in general. Like, I like my guy to be super confident, being so able... So, basically, you're saying, just so I, I can make sure I'm clear, you're saying to, to have your standards, but don't be rigid. Don't be rigid. Okay. Because sometimes, do you, like... Do do you, I mean, yes, technically we all die alone, but like ultimately do you want to grow old to buy yourself? There are some people that are okay and content with that. Mm -hmm. But if you want a partner, be open to like maybe adjusting a little bit. I'm not saying that go get somebody that treats you like shit. That's not by any, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is just kind of just be open. You might find somebody like I never would have thought. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you meet this person and they kind of just take your breath away. And now y'all like have your house on the hill and your white picket fence. <laughs> so and also, I have learned that. um, 
your a, a a soulmate or a kindred spirit doesn't necessarily present in a um in a romantic relationship. It doesn't. So, because I have some friends that I'm like, I am just as locked in and yeah. loyal and as in love with you, like as if we were married. Like I yeah. light up, you know, um, when I see, you know, these people. So it's just, I don't know. I being in being married, being a mom especially as young as I um, was, it has just really opened me up to, and moving away from home, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, really opened That's me up to, to seeing relationships totally different than yeah. the way I was taught. Seeing friendships, seeing relationships holistically, yeah. because a lot of the same rules, respect, Yep. apply no matter what that person's role is in your life if you value their if you value their presence in your life so yeah that's it, it it's yeah it's it's funny how healthy friendships and all that stuff just in general mm -hmm. and I'm super like protective of of my friends and anybody that I <laughs> did you hear it I did <laughs> My stomach has been on a hundred. Uh, okay. So, I was like, it was, like, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like giving me like that confirmation. Like, yeah, girl. <laughs> um, Ooh, talk your shit, friend. Being able to um, really know how to show up for people. And mm -hmm. we all are navigating different things. And we've all had moments where we've had highs, we've had lows. And just... I think even how I feel about like uh, my very best friend, like when I think about Vernon, like Vernon ultimately is my soulmate. Like mm -hmm. I know that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in the sense of like us being able to be so transparent with each other, we don't really hold anything back from each other. And we, we can go days without like weeks without talking to each other. And then one of us will randomly text or, you know, like send a voice note. Like we, we do voice notes where we'll like sing to each other. <laughs> he was so sick of me during Christmas because I was every every day I was sending him like a Christmas song I was singing or whatever, and he's like, "You you know you and Mel are getting on my fucking nerves, <laughs> y'all." And he was like, "And you think you about to sing to me a Christmas song after Christmas, bitch?" <laughs> That's so, right. Curse her out. <laughs> so, but. I f but but also I recognize that sometimes we see certain things in our friends that they can't really fully see mm -hmm. and being able to uplift our friends and kind of pull that out of them so they can also be the greatest version of themselves because we always want to leave people better than what we found them mm -hmm. and and I, I believe as a, a human being like I tell people all the time and I'll be bragging about myself to all these niggas out here <laughs> and I say baby Play with me if you want to, because I'm a whole, I'm a full experience. It don't get no better than me. <laughs> Let you know. think, you think it might, but baby, I am pure cocaine. Mm. Don't treat me like I'm crack. Mm. I'm serious. She and, said and, what she said. And I really believe that. So even in our friendship experiences, like I love being around y'all. Mm. Like it's just so much fun. It's no, it's, it's nobody. You know, sometimes people want to compete with people. And I understand it's like, yo, hey, competition is healthy. I don't want to do that with my friends. Mm -hmm. Like, we're, we all recognize each other's worth, value, talent, all this stuff that we do. But we 
really fuck with each other. And I yeah. love that. Like to hear was one time, like last year when he dragged me out the house for my birthday because I was mm -hmm. really depressed. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, you don't want anybody. I said, your friends are my friends. Like, let's just go. <laughs> like, I already don't want to be here, but then it had such so much fun. But that's yeah. really how I feel because I know that he is similar to me when it comes to people. And I wholeheartedly, I fuck with people that fuck with me. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for people to be flaky or wishy-washy or weird. And it's like we sometimes pick up on the same minute. It'd be certain people when certain stuff recently happened. I was like, I told you because I was wishy-washy about her. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. I'm real about that. And yeah. it's just, we we as human beings, it's really that simple. And we choose to make it complex. We do. So. Classic what us. <laughs> what else you got for me? Um, But... Oh, in that, though, because I feel like COVID really helped people um, start to rethink mm -hmm. uh, relationships and connections and things. So everybody was kind of in their self-care bag during COVID since it's like you're stuck at home. Like, do all the things for yourself you wouldn't have, you know, made the time to do before. Uh, do you what sustainable habits did you pick up as far as self-care? I always, I'm going to be honest, I was always kind of like a self-care bitch. Mm -hmm. I just, it just never had that name. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember, you know, when I was working, I always had a subscription to, uh, like, Massage Envy. Mm -hmm. I know it ain't, I know it ain't Burke Williams, y'all, but <laughs> they have some good, you know, people that Nobody start there. When you, is, when you get. judging you. When you get your your masseuse, like you stick with that person. And I I told this girl this time I just re uh got a new membership. If you quit, and if it's not a thought in your mind, please let me know mm -hmm. so I can go where you going because <laughs> I don't have time for this. Right. And so um, always always was looking out for myself, taking care of myself. But I think I think entering COVID, I ain't even gonna hold you. I miss lockdown. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't, what I learned, and, and it's still a um, work in progress, is not rushing. Mm -hmm. And and I know I, I am very well Ooh. aware that life is short, but okay. I am not rushing. I feel like COVID made me possibly the slowest person on earth. <laughs> like, I am always late now. Even oh, wow. when I try to be on time, even when I plan it out to be like on time, early or on time, I am going to be right on time, which is pretty much late, or I'm going to be late. <laughs> you told, yeah, you because you told me, like, I'll be there like around 9.30. So I'm like, this meeting better be short. And I, I was just like, you know, just trying to fill it out. Be on, no, and then the no. meeting was short, but I got here. I was like, okay. And I looked, I was like, I don't even know why I rushed here. Nope. I, I, I tried. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I struggled so hard getting up this morning. I don't even understand why, because I was in bed like before midnight. Oh. So I was I was trying to be, but then you know the baby. The baby. The baby. She talking about a dog, yeah. Just be happy. It's temporary. It's not, you know, honestly, I know that I love that little nigga already, okay? Cause she's so freaking cute. Because <laughs> I have a whole ass human that gets mad at me for not liking the same song she likes. You're like, right. It never ends with 
people, but the dog, you good. Right. You know, I think what happens when uh, what I'm learning and I reflect on my upbringing and I'm just, you know, I, I pray the good Lord blesses me with at least a child because I am I am later in age. And it's OK if he gives me two back to back. But understanding like personalities and understanding mm-hmm. that my kids will have pretty probably polar opposite personalities and mm-hmm. you know and then also it's my personality and it's my partner's personality so it's a lot happening in this house and just being able to take a step back and I think that's where I'm at right now and it's so funny because since the blanket situation at work <laughs> and I just and I was already like I just work here I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just work. work here and so, I saw that shit and I was like I really just work here I like that you bring that up because you know everybody did that whole quiet not everybody but it was quiet like quitting. The, quiet quitting the great uh-huh. resignation all that uh-huh. um but Washington Post uh, posted something about quiet thriving mm-hmm. and how to, you know, instead of getting lost in the negative at work, trying to find things to like hone in on and and create your own yep. um, level of importance and mm-hmm. stuff. Have mm-hmm. you ever done that? Uh, Yeah, I feel like it's really weird. Uh, I have tried that. I have tried to... Uh, make things better. I'm a, I'm I'm like a freedom fighter especially mm-hmm. when it comes to managing um and making sure that the girls that work under me are paid fairly, they are not mistreated, they're mm-hmm. not you know and I I feel like uh as hard as I have tried to push through um I feel like there are some people sometimes that are I, I like we said, I, I feel like there haven't been that many of us mm-hmm. in, in this company in general. And I feel like the person, this one chick that's there, that at least looks like she's one of us. <laughs> Sometimes we have this thing where we get keep them, where we like to keep other people out and not like look out for them or all this stuff. And so it was this weird period of time where... I felt like she was like, I don't even report to her. Mm-hmm. Like she's, you know, technically we're in the same department, but we're really not. Like she's supposed to be doing something completely even different. I was like, so how were you even in this mix? Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like she was like always trying to like railroad and like come over. And, my, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, honestly, I really don't give a fuck no more. I don't right. care because I feel like I have so much more to offer. I have told my job that I've been bored. I would love to take on more, you know, like task and role. But then I was like, mm, I really don't because it gives me. If I I know if I put in a request, I know it's getting approved. Mm-hmm. I told him, I told my boss, I was going to, I was like, yo, I need this day, these dates off. Uh, I probably told him like a week, maybe a week and a half out. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh yeah, my bad. But for me, it's like, being able to like really train my team because you know, but they're also like, hey, when you leave, we we out. Like we're not staying <laughs> really? here. You know, like we only fuck with you, or whatever. But I'm like, that's cool. But I also want to train y'all in the event, like somebody right. does want to stay. See, I'm happy you said that because I was um just sitting here thinking about how uh, a manager that I had like drug this other manager about basically saying um 
sending out an, an email to the team saying, I am overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I am taking some mental health time. Mm-hmm. My team is well-versed in what needs to get done and they can get it done in my absence. This mm-hmm. is who you reach out to for this, this, this. Like she laid it all out. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you my manager got on a call with just her, um, just our team, and she was like, that is terrible. And oh my God, a mental health day. And she's so extra. And why would you, um, why would you say that your team can do your job? Like then what is your purpose and all this? And I'm like, so you want things to screech to a halt because you're not there. That means you didn't set your team up properly. Yeah. And I'm, that's all I'm about. You know, okay. I will say this. There are certain companies that are really good about that. And when I was working for Nordstrom, they had this thing called FNL, which was future Nordstrom leaders. Mm-hmm. And so when you would like, they would recognize like certain kids, say people, and it wasn't like, oh, you have to apply to this thing or whatever. But it's just like, it's just, they train you to, mm-hmm. they set you up for success. They give you the tools that you need in order to be, to, in order to thrive. And so let's say you got promoted to like regional or they had you go to like a bigger store or something. Somebody needed to be able to step in to your role. Like they shouldn't have to move somebody from another store, right? you know, to take your role. So I really, I I really believe in that. Even if it's like not here in life, like I, it was, it really made me feel good that, Mm -hmm. you know, my coworker was like, you know, when you were talking about like boundaries and how people, you know, you have to teach people how to treat you mm-hmm. or you just be, you're done with them. I never thought about that before. And that's something that I started to do in my life. Mm. And I feel so much better because I felt like, you know, like, yes, I'm a tough person. I'm a bit, you know, but I, I feel like I have some sort of control over what's happening now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, girl, tell them it ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. <laughs> it's, it's really like that for real. And so I think the, the, I I feel bad for my boss sometimes because mm-hmm. I feel like I know that when the time comes because I told him this this is this is verbatim guys I said when you go to retire they're gonna be screwed mm. and you'll call me and I'll be on my yacht in <laughs> Monaco or San Tropez big dreams baby big dreams my assistant will give me the phone and she'll put you through and I'll say oh. What happened? What? How much more money did they offer you to stay? Mm-hmm. And we'll joke about it and I'll laugh, but you'll probably take it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you have to do what works for you. If you feel like this is conducive to your health, your mental health, by all means, stay. But I think you deserve a lot of rest that you're not taking. Really? My, my boss is about to work another probably 14-day stretch. Like, I already know because our company got bought. They're gearing up for inventory and doing these different things. And he just told me yesterday that they want him, the auditor wants him to come to this other our other facility and, like, stay the whole day. And I said, for what? Right. And he's hmm. like, I don't know what that looks like, but I know that inventory is supposed to take these three days at this other spot. So I said, oh, and you got work the regular? I said, oh, yeah. I'll see you in a Whew. couple weeks. Right. I'm not doing that, but I'm not killing myself for any of these companies anymore. And it's funny because as you bring up COVID, so many people, I had this conversation where the person was like, they had never probably really sat still that long Mm -hmm. in 30 years. Yeah. 
I believe that. Uh, I yeah. do not want to be like people, that. Yeah, be working straight up to death, and it's I don't know. It hurts. It hurts it, my heart. It it really does. And I remember one of the conversations I had with uh, my strange father. <laughs> Stop well, calling this. They ain't been talking for four days. And it it's ain't been, been, it's been since July. And he only tried to get on my good side because his birthday was coming up and he thought he was going to get some money. And I said, blocked, boundaries. <laughs> but no, I was explaining to him because he, you know, think of a baby boomer. All they know is work. Mm -hmm. And then you were, what, retired 65, oh 68? And you died? Like, bitch, I can't wait to be like, it. yo, so uh, what y'all doing at six o'clock? And y'all be like, shit, I don't know. I'm like, Y'all trying but to hop I mean, on this flight? Like, y'all trying to go? I, I chartered a jet. <laughs> but I'm sure you realize, like, it's the... Our generation realized, like, okay, I'm definitely not going to stay at a company or stay in something that I hate yeah. for 30 plus years. If I'm not happy, I'll yeah. find another job. Uh -huh. But now it's the generation after us that's like, I who says I have to work? Yep. Traditionally. Yep. Ever at all for anyone. <laughs> right. I think about um like always always having a knack for the creative realm, mm -hmm. right? And especially from where we grew up where it's uh we like to call it kind of like a midwestern way of thinking because they really yeah, they see actors and stuff on TV, you know, like you have soap operas, you have movies, you have music, all these different things. But for them, that's just such a, like a fluke, like a freak chance that that mm -hmm. happened. And it's like, you have to go to school, you have to get an education. And so when I, I remember going to like hearing an ad on the radio in like the eighth grade for Model Search America. And mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't ask my mom, but I was asking my dad. <laughs> so I, I asked my dad and he took my sister and I. Mm -hmm. And I at that time, I was probably like a, a zero or maybe a two. Mm -hmm. And I was still tall, lanky, kind of awkward, mm -hmm. um, blonde, jet black hair. And we go and they're like enamored. Mm -hmm. And so Model Search America, guys, is the space where they will put you in front of, like, some of the world's, like, top agencies. It's not, like, little rinky-dink stuff. It would be Elite, IMG, Ford, uh, all those, like, types deals. And mm -hmm. so they came to St. Louis, and then there was going to be a conference for our region where you would potentially get, meet these people, get signed in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. So the model that had gotten discovered, and I had seen her and stuff, uh, she had talked to, like, the producer, and they really wanted me to go. Really? To the point where pretty much all my dad had to pay for for me was the hotel. So my sister also got picked, but they were like, yeah, but, you know, and that's no... That's no shade, Janelle, but she knows this This is true. Uh -huh. And so, uh, but they felt like they would have had a bidding war over me, mm -hmm. you know, and she, my dad was so excited. And mm -hmm. so he whipped out his checkbook mm -hmm. and he went home. Well, he dropped us off because uh, you know my life. <laughs> and so um, my mom was like, 
oh, they should have paid for the whole thing because that's the whole thing. You know, models and stuff, they be trying to scam people. And I was like, he paying for the hotel. Like, what's <laughs> happening, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I never went. And I from that moment, I, be, I used to call my mom a dream crusher. <laughs> so... But so, so dramatic. So dramatic because like all she knew and you have we have to sometimes give our parents grace because that's all they know. Yeah. But it's like now like I remember when I first started like writing. I ended up going to journalism school because of her. I didn't want to go to school. After I graduated, I was still going to try my hand at modeling. I was going to run away to LA or New York. <laughs> and run away. And she was like, "You can't come home if you leave." And I was like, "Oh, damn, that's over. I guess I'm going to school <laughs> so I can push it back, but it's still foreign to them. Mm-hmm. It is to see one thousand percent what what can be done. The money that can be made. I was telling my dad. I yeah. was like, podcasting alone uh, and advertising is booming into. It's going to be like a three billion dollar. It is it uh, entity because it's so much money to be made, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 a process. And so I remember when I first started writing, I had my first blog and I would share with my uh, mom or whatever. Our, our parents, yours were born in the fifties too, right? Yeah. Yeah. They just, they just don't know. They know what they know. They know and what they know. The, yeah. Sometimes they could just be like a little, little closed minded to anything. Cause I definitely remember one time, um, I was starting. Yeah. I was looking for a new job. Um, because I really hated where I was. Like I was very unhappy where mm. I was. And so I was telling her telling her that I was looking for a new job and she was like, uh <laughs> Well, what's wrong with where you are? I was like, I'm not happy, happy. here. There's yeah. no there's nowhere else for me to go from here. Right. Um, like this this would be it. And I was like, and I'm not happy with that. Yeah. And so then I get a new job and it's like oh good well I hope it's all you hope it is hope it'll be and like she was just like kind of uh-uh. this uh. and once I thought about it I was like every job she's had she stayed there until they moved her yeah she never it, it was never like I'm not happy here I'm gonna go find something else she stayed complained mm-hmm. hated it stayed and stayed and stayed until something happened to where they were either trans, the company got bought. And so that company put her somewhere else or they let her go. And she had to find, like, it was, those were the only times she moved. And um, I actually, in my, is me seeing her do that. And also uh, the church that we went to when I was back home, uh, well, back in Illinois, they we read there was a book club and one of the books we read was Who Moved My Cheese. Mm, and girl, reading, I ain't heard that name is so long. Reading Who Moved My Cheese changed my entire fucking life because I was able to put a person to connect a person and just on the outside looking in the choices that they made or how they moved to each of the what four characters mm-hmm. in the book and it was like this is who I want to be this person this is, I don't want to do this I don't want to sit there and wait and keep picking at the same thing until it goes bad and now I'm scrambling looking for somewhere else to go I don't want to be so just not focused on it that I'm constantly looking somewhere else and I'm letting this, I'm missing an opportunity. Like, um, yeah. um, I want to enjoy this, but understand that 
this will come to an end. And so I need to already have a plan <laughs> yeah. to get out of the way. Like it just putting it that simply. I was like, man, life changed forever. I apply that shit to everything. It's it's <laughs> so funny how uh like stuff like that even happens, but it's just always it's that concept of um never getting like too too comfortable though you want mm -hmm. to. And so having mm -hmm. so many friends um, in the industry, and I think about the idea of, you know, let's say you're on a show and the pilot gets picked up and, and then as they hit in, like, cut for that last episode, you don't know what's happening until the show premieres or, mm -hmm. you know, what if it doesn't premiere mm -hmm. and what what happens and so you think about like okay yeah i have this money for right now but what's next so it's like always what's the yeah. next move and what being if able it's to, not renewed yeah what if it's just, not removed being able to like yeah. you know kind of jump ahead and make connections with people and always kind of have something under your belt and i know that's easier said than done but i like when i lost my job that one time i said i never ever want to be in that space again mm -hmm. where i was like unprepared like ill prepared for that situation because I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, damn, like, I got my rent <laughs> for this month. <laughs> well, yeah. gonna, you know, so you hit the ground running. Like, you can't always bank on unemployment. Like, yeah. it, it's so many things that happens, and it just kind of prepares you for life. But I've just been like, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> what will be, will be. Yeah, I'm like, That's well, my let's, favorite let's line fun. from... Um... What's that movie, Made in America, with Whoopi Goldberg, Neil Long, and Ted Danson? Oh, and Will Smith is in it, too. Yeah, Will Smith is in but it. But it's the little little shop guy that worked for Whoopi Goldberg's yeah, character. Yeah, I haven't seen that in so long, exactly. but I do remember but he's it. Like, it was like, you're getting crumbs all over the counter. Hmm, what will be, will be. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit. Yeah, but, it, um, it, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just having, I get it. it's, it's different. And so they, I, I feel like, I feel like she understands it now, kind of my mom. Mm -hmm. And then, where, whereas my dad, like he was confused as to how people were having a, you know, like a hard time, you know, mm -hmm. finding people to work. Nobody ever wanna work. You know, everybody trying to make the money on the TikTok. And I'm like, TikTok don't even pay like that. But <laughs> it, it is money. I was like, but I was like, but because dad, think about an ad in general. Mm -hmm. To run an ad, you buy ad space with Vogue or whomever, uh, whatever that looks like, and the and depending on the month, how much money that's mm -hmm. gonna cost. Well, I could probably play this influencer, you know, into the six figures, and I still come out on top. And but there, my hope is for the people that buy into her brand is to they're actually consuming her brand. It's something that Kev talks about on his uh master oh, class, yeah, and so being able to turn people into like, yeah, we follow me, but will you actually buy into what I'm selling? Mm -hmm. And so I, I remember um, MCM when Ape Shit dropped. Mm -hmm. They, there was no app. They just knew that they created this piece for Beyonce because Misa came to them. Misa Hilton came to them and was like, I'm doing this music video. It's for Beyonce. Can I get like some MCM, like custom stuff or whatever? MCM never paid for, like, they, you know, the clothing or whatever, but it got blasted. Like, there was a photo of her and Jay, and she's in the MCM all mm -hmm. over, like, Times Square. Yeah. And it was, like, a multi-million dollar free placement for them. Right. 
before and their numbers went through the roof because yeah. oh the queen is wearing MCM okay I mean hell you saw what happened with Telfar and they were just mentioned in the song there's been no visuals it's no we, no we have not seen Beyonce hold a Telfar back we have not not <laughs> seen her hold, and, and then it sent people into a frenzy about the market because she was like yes, they, in they in storage right <laughs> and I'm like but like let us yeah let us have it and I just I, I really hope that you know who whomever is listening to us talk about this and getting out our own way and just being able to push forward to whatever that looks like for you. And you might be afraid. I have worked through that fear and you just have to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. Like every day, like I am so nervous to start this new project with uh, was I'm, but I know that yeah. it's something that I'm capable of being able to do and yeah. execute. It's just making sure we have clear kinds of communication and mm -hmm. I'm dealing with a Virgo. So that makes me nervous. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. So, but it'll. I, but I but know it will be fine. It's so funny though, because Virgos are usually perfectionists. They, but that's why I'm nervous. A, a lot of the things that he he does, um, he just seems to just go with the flow. So that's, it's like, where is that? Always, like, where does that part key in? Is it? Yeah. I think I think it's in certain anyway. spots, but that's why I always tell. I'm like, man, I'd be interested to see your birth chart because you're giving <laughs> a lot of air. I don't know. I'm like, maybe, maybe it's a little art. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a little air there. But I know, I know it'll be a good time. And I think a lot of it is just being mm -hmm. able to like streamline it and, mm -hmm. and put the pieces together and help wherever I can. But yeah, like I'm as nervous as I am. Like, and it's just like kind of like, you know, sometimes in order to be great, with great reward comes great sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And so now really fully understanding what that means. Yeah, it's different. Like, I'm excited. Yes. Muy emocionado. What she just said, if that was that, um, it was right. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So, um, yeah, before we get out of here, please um, follow St. Angeles on the platforms. Buy some candles in the things. Um, and she's working on some new products, so stay tuned. And uh, thank you for joining me these two weeks. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you. I'm dirty. <laughs> I got the same clothes on. I was going to take my jacket off. And I was oh, like, you oh. forgot to take it off? Yeah, it's fine. It's cold in here. It is a, <laughs> it is a little chilly. But, um, yeah, so thank you all so much for joining us for another week of More to the Story. And we'll see you next week.